This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is the Choose Your Own Horror Podcast Review Adventure Season 2, Episode Number 3. I'm your host, Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. We are powering through Season 2. We are almost at the halfway mark of what was the previous season's total. Now, cast your memory back. In Season 1, the streak lasted 7 episodes before we floundered and failed and our mission. Well, ladies and gents, we are hitting this third episode right here. The next episode will contain our first big caveat, our first challenge, which might make us fail the season. But as it stands just now, everything is going nice and dandy. Now, albeit the movies haven't been great, if I'm honest, we have already looked at the dark half, which I wasn't overly keen on, then Thinner, which I wasn't overly keen on, and we're turning our attention to this third episode of this season where we're going to be tackling a little movie called The Beast Within, which came out in 1982. Now, I've owned this on Blu-ray for about four and a half years when Arrow Video put it out, and it's lay there, and it's shrink-wrapped. So tonight was the first night that I actually took the shrink-wrap off, sat down and watched the movie, and uh, my thoughts and musings on the movie will be coming up after the first break. But before we get to that, as always, let's just recap what has been happening under the stairs. We kicked off Monday with 1997 as part of the Summer Teapot's Top 10 Series 90s edition. We then swung into Thursday with a bonus review of It Chapter 2. We're obviously dropping this episode today and tomorrow we're rounding out the week with the 88 Films Italian Collection series looking at disc number 39, which is Lucio Fulci's A Cat in the Brain. And then swinging into next week, kicking off Monday with 1998 as part of the Summer Teapot's Top 10 Series 90s edition. It's a penultimate episode, I've had a blast doing that series, and it is sad to say that we're almost at the end of it. Now, at the point of this recording, I am less than six hours away from sitting down and starting the hefty job of piecing together multiple recordings which will form the round table episode so keep your eyes peeled for them when they drop uh, it's a chance for us to recapture the magic and sit down and ask the hosts who appeared on that series what they thought of the series before hitting them with the definitive list of 20 movies numbered correctly um, as a collaboration of sorts from 15 different hosts. But let's get into this, ladies and gents. We have The Beast Within to discuss on this episode. So I'm going to take a very short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for the movie. And when we return, we're discussing that movie right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? 
Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Warning. This preview cannot show all of the terrifying and grotesque transformation sequences from the last 30 minutes of The Beast Within. The filmmakers strongly suggest that those who may be shocked by this unique, horrifying movie use caution when seeing the film. Inside of Michael. Never seen anything like it before. Something that's been waiting, watching, and growing. Michael? Something evil. I know you're in here. And whatever it is, it is ready to be released. I came back for them, all of them. And now no one, no one is safe. You have been warned. You are dared to remain calm during the horrifying final 30 minutes of The Beast Within. Even you may not survive. You have been warned. And welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for our feature movie review of this Choose Your Own Horror podcast review adventure, season two, episode number three. We're looking at The Beast Within from 1982, written by, well, screen story and screenplay by Tom motherfucking Holland, an early credit for him, based on a novel by Edward Levy, directed by Philip Mora, um, the movie stars Ronnie Cox, Bibi Besh, Paul Clemens, Don Gordon, R.G. Armstrong, uh, Catherine Moffat, L.Q. Jones, Logan Ramsay, John Dennis Johnson, Ron Sobel, Luke Askew and Mensch Taylor as well as some other folks in the movie. Synopsis for this one is listed on IMDb is A young woman gets raped by a mysterious man-creature and years later her son begins the horrific transformation into a similar beast. So this is a first time watch for me. Like I say, I got the Arrow Blu-ray must be about four or five years ago now when it, when it came out. I remember getting a screener for this one and then subsequently buying it having not seen the screener. Like, so the screener arrived and then they released it. I was like, oh, I'm going to buy that. And I'll totally watch that, which never happened. So tonight was a five-year journey to take some shrink wrap off a Blu-ray, which is fucking nuts when I think about it. And I sat down to watch this movie. Now, I had never seen it before, but I have seen some stuff by Philip Mora, who went on to do some of the Howlin' movies. I think he did part two and three. 
Um, both movies I have seen before, but I've never seen this one. And <clears throat> to be honest, you can kind of see how he maybe landed a role down some of those um, howling movies off the back of doing this. I think what the first big thing that kind of struck out to me was this is kind of a weird amalgamation of kind of the, the nastiness of Toby Hooper and, you know, the, the kind of spectacle of 80s werewolf movies. It's kind of like a weird combination of the two. It has a kind of backwards feel, which reminds me quite a bit of Toby Hooper. And the special effects at times were kind of reminiscent of the kind of ooey-gooey kind of creepiness of something like Funhouse, for example. But it has this kind of weird late 70s aesthetic, even though the movie, you know, is an 80s movie, early 80s anyway. Like, the way it's shot, some of the choice of actors here, and even the score, like, aged this into a late 70s movie. So it's quite interesting seeing this kind of weird hangover that's tripped its way in. And the thing is, this comes out post... Um, American Werewolf in London post Silver Bullet so we'd already seen these phenomenal werewolf transformations and these movies that had really covered the, the kind of gambit of werewolf kind of movies and uh, not Silver Bullet The Howling, ooh, Duncan um, had covered the gambit of these movies kind of reviving the, the kind of werewolf subgenre and then you see something like this, which is kind of a werewolf movie. At the same time, it's not. It's more kind of this weird animal-man hybrid sort of thing. And I, th I think what kind of struck me first watching this is the way the the disease or the curse is passed on is through rape instead of being bitten, which I thought was quite a, a nasty little choice and one that, once again, I... In, instinctively lean more towards the whole kind of 70s vibe with a movie like this. I think the cast is really good in this movie, although at times the movie itself is a bit melodramatic in a kind of 70s way, which, uh, you know, by 80s standards, this movie feels kind of dated. By 2019 standards, this movie feels hella dated. But I, I kind of thought that that was an interesting aspect of the choice of some of the actors and actresses in this one. Ronnie Cox is brilliant. And it is, so is Bibi Besh as they kind of invade small town America to try and work out what happened to Bibi Besh's character that, uh, you know, ultimately led her to be raped by this man-animal um, and birth a son who, for all intents and purposes, has been normal for many years, but is reaching a certain part of puberty you know, at age about 17 where he's starting to go through uh, a transformation I mean puberty itself is a transformation but in this one the kind of animalistic vibe of it actually manifesting in the corporeal world I thought was really 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 cool I think some of the special effects in this are bitching absolutely bitching uh, there's a weird kind of morphed head scene where even in high def, and I, you know, it's obviously it's prosthetics and it's fake, but in the high def, the attention to detail of the effect really, really shone out. Like you see the gnarliest of the, the kind of fake veins underneath the, the fake skin, which I thought worked really, really well. 
I think ultimately, the if we're talking about positives, which we are mostly here, the biggest negative to me is actually the pacing of this movie. It's about an hour and 40, and to be honest, we genuinely think this one could be an, a, a nice lean hour and 20. It's not to say it was off-putting, because it certainly wasn't, but there were scenes where we've got investigation and maybe we don't have the answer we want, so we're going to trundle around and try and get some more answers. And each time we did that, it kind of felt like the movie was lifting an anchor and trying to carry this anchor along. It just didn't have the same beats and speed to it that I had earlier on. And at times, the score, even though I like it, is quite overpowering. It plays in certain bits with this kind of big string section which you know I was like well no what's happening here why are we gonna you know why why are we doing all this super dramatic score here for very little that's being enacted in the screen so I mean that was slightly off-putting as well but what I found myself when watching the movie was just kind of really digging it This is one that I imagine had I seen earlier on. It's one of these ones I would have brought up in conversations about kind of hidden gems of the 1980s. Because it has that vibe. I'm surprised this movie wasn't as, you know, wasn't bigger than what it was. You know, it it doesn't really have the same clout or get mentioned on the same list as other movies. And I think that's kind of interesting. I mean, yeah, this is the this movie itself is treading water in terms of its story and its narrative. And it is a bit melodramatic, maybe doesn't deliver on everything that a movie like The Beast Within, with a big massive white beware on the, the poster art, deserves. That being said, though, when I think of the amount of cliche horror movies I've seen that are covering these sort of werewolf transformations or animal transformations... In other movies, especially in the 80s, this one has quite a lot of clout to it in comparison. Now, if you're looking for cheap thrills, tits, etc, etc, The Beast Within probably isn't the movie for you. But if you're looking for something a bit more deliberately paced, a movie which, you know, is really trying to kind of bring out a bit of a mystery, a bit of mystique, and, and really focus down on the horrible things happening to this poor guy who has been birthed into this genetic defect um, through a product of something that his parents are desperately trying to not acknowledge in order for them to continue living this kind of artificial life that they have uh, by not acknowledging it. I think there's quite a lot going on. I think there's a bit more of a headier content which is really interesting in the aspect I mean, the movie can be quite lazy and can be very nuts and bolts in A to B to C at times. But overall, I, I thought it was I thought it was really rather interesting. I mean, it doesn't get a huge score from me. I, I think on the, the, the Netflix scale for this one, it's a 3.5, uh, which is certainly higher than some of the other ones that we've covered this season. And we're moving in the right direction, but it's maybe not as great as I was kind of hoping overall it was going to be from its five-year wait on my shelf. I I was really expecting more. Now, I did check out the Arrow Blu-ray for this one, and some of the special features are actually bitching. And this one might appear on the Arrow video assortment somewhere down the line. But as it stands just now, I feel comfortable and happy to say The Beast Within lands strong with a 3.5 out of 5. But the question we have to ask ourselves is where we go next and what cruel prank is Duncan going to play in terms of the caveat which might make or break the remainder of the season?
So here's your choices, right? We have four choices. The first one is The Beast Must Die from 1974, directed by Paul Anna. It's another kind of beast transformation movie, more kind of leaning towards the werewolf side of things, and that's its link to The Beast Within. So that's your first choice. Your second choice is a movie that also stars Ronnie Cox, so... That's its link to The Beast Within. It is The Car from 1977, directed by Elliot Silverstein. Um, If you want to maybe choose something different from those two movies, your next option is another horror movie from 1982 that I've never seen before, which is how we're linking this one up. It's Humongous from 1982, directed by Paul Lynch. So that's your third option. And then your final option is a movie which deals with a bit of rape and a mystery surrounding the rape, very much like this movie. It's Boisemoi, which is French for Rape Me from 2000, directed by Virginie Despantes, I think is how you pronounce that, and Coralie is the other director's name, so dual director's for that one. So, let's go back through those. The four choices are The Beast Must Die from 1974, directed by Paul Annett, The Car from 1977, directed by Elliot Silverstein, Humongous from 1982, directed by Paul Lynch, and Bazi Mua eh, from 2000, directed by Virginie de Pantesi, I can't pronounce that, and Coralie, um, are the two directors directing that one. Now here's your caveat for this one. The guest that will be joining me for this recording will be none other than my colleague from Duncan and Bo. Come correct, that's right. Bo Ransdell will be joining me. And it couldn't be any easier for you ladies and gents out there. You have to pick a movie that Bo will score a minimum of a 3.5 or above. Nice and simple, isn't it? 3.5 or above. So your movie selection of either The Beast Must Die, The Car, Humongous or Boisemoi must score a 3.5 from Bo or above. If we don't get that minimum of 3.5 then the season dies on episode number 4. So yeah, the poll will be dropping on the Facebook group page the day that this episode drops. You'll get a couple of days to vote on it with that little caveat in there and we will see who... um, We'll see who picks right and we'll see if Bo scores a movie higher than our minimum grade. You got that? Couldn't be any easier. Right, I'm going to take my final break of this episode when I come back. I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. You've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been the Choose Your Own Horror Podcast Review Adventure Season 2, Episode Number 3. We looked at The Beast Within, which got a 3.5 out of 5. Kind of enjoyed that movie. I, I don't know how quick I'll rush back to it, but certainly we're moving in the right direction. And you've been given the rules for the next one. The poll will be dropping on the Facebook group page the day that this episode drops with four choices. The Beast Must Die from 1974, The Car from 1977, Humongous from 1982 and Boise Moi from 2000. My guest on that episode will be Bo Ransdell and you have to pick a movie that you think Bo will score a minimum of 3.5 or above. It couldn't be any 
easier, ladies and gents. There's a lot of other ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, as I come across and check us out on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the feed, that way you get the shows as I'm in the drop, and access to the entire back catalogue of podcasts under the stairs content. Also, leave us a rating and a review. It's the best way to support us on that platform. You can also check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and God knows where else. We're everywhere at the moment. Visit our website, it's teaputzcast.com, and you can buy posters and pins directly from our merch page, which is teaputzcast.bigcartel.com. You can join us on Facebook by going to our group page and interact with other listeners who are chatting about the show and horror on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teaputzcast. Alternatively, if you only want to know when the shows are dropping or occasionally check out a live stream already Thursday, Thursday, then that is the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash teaputzcast. You can interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at teaputzcast. Come and join us on the Flick Chat app. It's available on Android and iOS for free. Create yourself a little profile and join our page, which is now over a hundred strong, which makes me quite happy to see that. You can join our page by clicking the join by code and typing in the podcast under the stairs, all lowercase, all one word. Um, it's a message board style app where you can listen directly to the podcast and interact directly with us and other listeners over there chatting about podcasts under the stairs and all things horror. When episodes finish here, the conversation continues right over there. So don't delay, get over to the Flick Chat app and reach out and touch us. Right, the podcast under stairs will return tomorrow with all shades of lunacy on display when we do disc number 39 of the 88 Films Italian Collection series. It is, of course, Lucio Fulci's A Cat in the Brain. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big, bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off. No!